Hey everybody, this is uh, Kevin from the Green Box. Uh, this is Will from the Green Box. This is Melonbread from the Green Box, but uh, hopefully people will refer to me as my, my real name, Maxwell Nelson, even though Docs. too many of them I've already... Already know the truth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is Dennis Deppler from Arc Dream. It's uh, Jake from the Green Box. Jake, speak up, Will. Jake from the Green Box. There you go. Maybe I should speak closer. Closer, you can just sit here if you want. Yeah, box me in. Green box you in. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, I'm Shane Ivy from Arctream Publishing. And I guess I'm Scott Glancy from not Arctream, but they publish my work, so that's cool, right? I'm paycheck. <laughs> Do they even pay? Scott, Scott Dennis and I with the Delta Green Partnership. Yes. Yeah, so Scott Glancy of Delta Green fan. Yeah, we'll be one of them. Yes. So we're here at another, another Gen Con. Uh, this is... Most of our second gen con, and probably a lot more for you guys. What have you guys had experience so far? <laughs> no, travel aside. Travel right, aside. How, how long is this? Uh, how long is this interview? <laughs> and how much do you want? How much time do you want to devote to that question? Scott, how much time? About one minute for every minute waiting in the airport. No, no, I will not say anything about that. I will say everyone should immediately go to the Kickstarter for Black Sun Miniatures by Bob Merch and the guys. What is it? Uh, Bob Murch is this great sculptor sure. uh, who d- did the original Raffam Cthulhu minis back in the Why day. Why isn't he doing Delta Green miniatures? He is, but not quite. Well, we don't ask him to. Well, he should. But <laughs> he, on his own, instead of creating, the, he did pulp miniatures. That's his Yeah, no, I saw his stuff. That but was his, cool. his new stuff is this thing called Black Sun. I saw it. It's Vietnam. D1. Vietnam 68. It is right out of, right. you know, uh, Fall of Delta Green, mm. uh, where, you know, U.S. soldiers and Vietnamese have been dropped into this alternate pocket dimension full of horrors and have to band together to fight their way out of it. And the miniatures that are coming out of it are astounding. He's got Walter Cronkite. He's got, um, he's got, uh, there's, there's a Nazi expedition that's been trapped in this alternate dimension for years. And one of the, the leaders is, he did a Peter Cushing mini from Shockwave. Remember yeah. the character from yeah. Shockwave? The, that one's in there. It's an amazing, it's an amazing Kickstarter. Go pledge it. He hasn't gotten here. They haven't made their pledge yet. Go through more because I can't throw any more money. At is it. that here at Gen Con today? Uh, the you might be able to pledge it, but the certainly the miniatures. Okay, are so at we Gen can speak. Go and look at this at the. At oh the yeah, the board. miniatures are, are here at Same. Gen Con. They're down on the second to last aisle, down in the miniature ghetto. I wanted to call out these guys because they're they're doing great stuff, and I want the stuff that I'm going to get with the Kickstarter. I don't have to have it unless. So there you go. I've now shilled for a completely different company. So no good. No good reason. <laughs> You did ask me not to talk about hey, travel. No so that's fair. That's yeah, for the purposes. You used your Poly Delta Green game, right? So oh yeah, the, yeah, all this stuff is right out. Of the, could easily use. There's a there's an amazing uh, there's a a Shoggoth he's got that comes with two different armatures. One is a there's this big sort of I don't know rectum anus like fissure on the Shoggoth that can either take a tentacle or it pushes out this kind of uh, or one of the other features you can attach this thing. It's kind of this. Uh, Shagath's impersonation of a Buddhist monk right. that comes oh. out of the seething mass of Shagath right. to tell you things you don't want to hear. Right. You right. Know. That's cool. Oh, yeah. I've got some news for you, <laughs> and you're not going to like it. <laughs> um, there's a there's a thing called the Golem, which is made up of all these dead soldiers and pieces of crashed helicopter with a mini gun sticking out of it. That's, nice. That's good. Oh, they're it's beautiful looking stuff. Oh. It really is. It we absolutely fantastic miniatures for any Fall of Delta Green. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent. Coming twenty twenty four. Sure. 
And the great thing is, if his Kickstarter fails, he'll be desperate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we got him over a barrel. <laughs> I can see who the businessman so is. That's on the awesome. record, so let's just so <laughs> let, let's talk about not airing that. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> now, see, this is the part where you say, "And how much is it worth to you for me not to?" Say? <laughs> but but Gen Con is this is relevant because Gen Con is. Um, for both the people uh, attending and for the companies, it's, it's about discovery. Discovery both in the sense of like enjoying yourself and discovering things. Yeah. Also discovery in the sense that you need people to know that your product exists. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah. That's, so, that's, so yeah, that, that's totally relevant about, not necessarily about Delta Green, but about Gen Con, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm, always, I'm always happy when I find something new. Yeah, I mean, much, much more in the 90s. Like, but the, easier now, the yeah. loop has changed. Like, <laughs> to the point where we talk to people we're great friends with for, 25 years, like John Times, and go, it has changed. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you cut him a check for his, you know, freaking new Delta Green book, and he's like, immediately, Mr. 20 Questions. Wait a minute. Like, wait, wait, this, I, wait, 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 we get paid now? You're cutting me a check? When did we start getting paid? Like, why, how, wait. Where did okay. you get this money? We're going to draw this, yeah, really. we're going to draw a flow chart. So, here I am, and they literally can't believe how much the industry has shifted. So, just to give you an idea, when me and Scott and then John did Countdown, mm-hmm. that was like five years of our lives, probably. Published in 99. Yeah, so like five five years of struggle. and, and Everything that didn't fit into right. uh, the first Delta Green book. And then, and then it just got bloated and big and giant, and we just kept going. Uh, but anyway, we printed it. We were really, you know, I was, I was super proud of it. I won't speak for you. Um, but I was like, yeah, we're doing it. We're going to make it. And everybody was like, this is the best shit ever. And then it was like, here's your $12. <laughs> like, um, yeah. and, and we get our, because like, most of the, most of the sales went through a single channel, you know, yeah. but most of the sales had, you had it. You and then, had to go and through, then, and then through a, little, a distributor, a little fucker ran off with right. a chunk. Oh, of that was so, true. So we, we, had, the, we actually had people back in the day through fulfillment services, which are getting, just getting off the ground. The first fulfillment services that existed were essentially um, thieves yeah. uh, <laughs> and, uh, who didn't have to burgle yeah. anything to get your stuff. You sent them their stuff. Uh, they sold it. Uh, then they kept the money. Yeah. Process and you know that that is the, that's the end of the process. To sue them with the money you don't have. Yeah. yeah. They took it. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting uh, business model. Yeah. yeah. So 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 the first Delta Green, the, the most well regarded Delta Green book of all time, Countdown was was a heartbreaker. Yeah. It, it was, was. A, it was a Call of Cthulhu yeah. heartbreaker. It was it was it was like you know like the the emotional equivalent of releasing like Sergeant Pepper's Hearts Club Band. People hmm. were literally coming and finding us and going. This is fucking amazing. Where, where the, can I get the rest the of the, the money? We, the money we yeah. made was on direct sales. Right. The the moment yeah. we got into the distributed chain. Yeah. Right. So and like you know people like Mark Reinhagen and Peter Atkinson and all these guys before they were even really big things were like, you gotta come write books for us and da da da. And you know, if you make no money from it, you kind of got to to feel you're on the wrong track. Yeah. So, but today it's literally the opposite. And it was mostly because um, I, I often say the number of people between you and your fans should be as close to zero as possible mm-hmm. because everybody in that chain is taking money. Um, and the truth is today, you, you literally, you need one or two people. Like me and Shane together mm-hmm. can make an entire book. Um, and oh, then, they don't let you out of the room for right, right, four or five months. <laughs> right, but it's 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 a big deal. And you know, back in nineteen ninety four, you know, making a book was a 
fucking project. Yeah, it was a desktop publisher. Yeah, it hadn't, hadn't evolved very long. Yeah, it was it was a nightmare. And getting it printed was a whole right. other nightmare. Yeah, there was no no print on demand. So how am I going to get this uh, two pound book I've made to a customer? Well, that's a whole <laughs> new thing. <laughs> yes. right. But shipping <laughs> is still the thing that kills Kickstarters, though. Oh, yeah, no. Nobody's, no, no, nobody's invented teleportation technology yet, which is <laughs> yes. what we need to solve dirt the other cheap, half of the dirt problem. Dirt cheap. Well, no, I think, I think, guys, we should come clean finally. We control international shipping. Nice. All of no. gaming. Yeah. The yes. gaming cabal. Sure. Right. Right. Okay. If you want to cop to it in public. I mean, Thanks. since we get blamed for it so much, we might as well yeah. take credit for it. My, my question um, when it comes to being angry about the shipping is that... Uh, it was not just me. It was a couple of people like uh, Wallace with his Dagon Industries tchotchkes and stickers. The people who threw the biggest fits at him uh, and me that I were when we were doing when we were doing uh, mail order through Pagan Publishing was for some reason the Irish. Uh, whoa, not, whoa, not, whoa, not, <laughs> not, whoa! I, 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 I like how you're pointing at it. I'm just working on his last nerve. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't Northern Ireland. It was Northern Ireland. Okay, it was normalizing. Like, is there something about the Royal Mail that is so efficient and cheap that when they get this bill where it came across the pond, they're like, "You bloody colonials, what are you doing?" You know? <laughs> but isn't isn't it also true that shipping to Canada is just hell on earth? Yeah, oh, yeah. tell tell yeah. me again, yeah. gentlemen, you how you were able right. to ship the case officer's handbook to Canada. <laughs> we, we we send it to a warehouse outside London. That's literally the truth. I'm not, I'm not making a joke. I'm no, I know. Our, I remember. Our, yeah, we work. Yeah, we work with the. We work with a, a company called Kickstone. That, uh, that's that's uh, Mark Fulford is one of uh, Simon Rogers' partners of Pro Fantasy and Hellring. And so, but Mark Fulford runs runs Kickstone Limited, which is a, which they've is been a, great. To, yeah, warehouser and and and, uh, and fulfillment. So. Um, you know how to do and logistics. Do yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, uh, so yeah. So we basically we you know I, I ran the numbers every which way I could <laughs> and um, compared. Right, we can send from our warehouse in uh, with Studio Two in Knoxville, uh, or we can send from our warehouse uh, in, eleven dollars. Uh, yeah, from our warehouse in uh, in uh, uh, Swindon or wherever they are, and uh, in the UK, you know, and shipping to Canada is like literally substantially cheaper. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But, wow. But you know, that's wow. a, that's what we get for having a revolution and leading the communism. <laughs> I was so this is what I always say. See, you guys got independence by fighting for it. We got it by waiting a hundred years and asking the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All it took you was, well, uh, you know, being uh, in the meat grinder for a couple of world wars. Yeah. You know, listen, there's plenty of masks coming. You Canadians can fight this off without masks, right? <laughs> yeah. I wear no mask. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's. Um, I mean, the most important consideration and all this stuff is that if you're running your RPG business like a business, you're already dead. <laughs> uh, there is no way to look at it like, and then we need marketing, and then we, and I see this every freaking day. We had a million dollar Kickstarter, let's hire 14 people right. and get our division and they're dead in six months. Yeah. Every time. Isn't that, that's what uh, happened to I'm, I'm not, I'm, I don't know, I'm just not, I'm not going to do the litany of Let me just save you some time. Insert company name yeah. here, yeah. and the answer is going to be yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and we const I constantly get abused online by like, why don't you just reship a thousand books to Australia? Yeah. Right. You would totally sell them in a week. I'm like, this shows what you don't know. Yeah. The entire print run is like this many thousand. Yeah. It's like we we've done like, that math. Yeah. <laughs> I have that spreadsheet. <laughs> there is no fucking way I'm ever doing that. 
for uh, delivering to Australia. So and what we're doing is the least painful. For and and what's terrifying is direct sales are freaking gold. <laughs> distributor sales are garbage. Sorry, yeah, distributors. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it, it's, it's okay. They don't listen. That's not, not yeah. going to be worse for you. It's so. like no. If I if I sell directly to a fan, that's that's an amazing connection. We get all the money. The fan is happy. It's a golden thing. If I sell it to some other third party, they may or may not sell it, and we endlessly get calls of them. Well, they said it was out of print. Yeah, yes. it's, it's really, it's really, it's really, it can be really frustrating. I mean, for us, basically, retail distribution is like it's a it's a revenue stream, right? The the, the magic thing is twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, that was the revenue stream. Yeah. And when things went wrong, you know, or and there were all kinds I mean there were all kinds of events, you know, of situations where there was a small there were a small publisher, like one a, a major distributor, I won't name names, yeah. it starts with an A. It's not the second biggest. Um, but, but a major distributor would um, like just decide because they were having cash flow problems, right? Um, they would say to a dozen or so of their smaller publisher clients, we're, just, we're not, we, we can't pay you this month. Yeah. Right. And, <laughs> like, no, that's and, not then, how that and then the next month, we're not going to pay you this month either. <laughs> you yeah. know? And, they, and, they, and they would just stop paying you because they know, you know, you're, 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 you're not, you're not, um, you know, you're not even like Atlas right. or, or, uh, or Lion Rampant. You know, you're paying publishing. Right. We know you. You don't, yeah. have, money. You don't <laughs> have money for a fucking lawyer. <laughs> didn't sue us. Yeah. We know because we didn't, didn't pay you. You can yeah. literally, you're, we know you will sooner eat this loss that we're handing unto you yeah. than eat the loss of suing us over it. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that, that happens all the time. Especially yeah. good luck suing the only distributor game in town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, who's so, going to move these books again? Yeah, yeah. and it yeah. sucks because that, because, because, um, selling to retailers, right? If you're a publisher, it's really hard to sell to retailers directly because there's how many hundreds of them? You but, know, I don't have time to but, the phone But I mean, the much. discovery loop yeah. in the 80s and the 90s was totally different. Yeah, so yeah. The discovery loop was, was changed everything. Like my yeah. discovery loop for Call of Cthulhu was I got a Dragon magazine and opened it and went, oh, someone released a H.P. Lovecraft game. Mm -hmm. I'm going to send Chaosium or whatever $39 right. to get a box set with right. some minis. <laughs> And I got it, and I loved it, and that was the discovery. And then I showed it to a dozen people, and they right. started buying shit. It's totally different now. Now oh, here's yeah. the free rule set. Play yeah. the game, and so then suddenly all, you have all, fans. All, all of that stuff. All, all of the the way things have all changed. It's 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 been to our benefit because again, now selling into distribution, it's like it's a part of the equation, right? Mm -hmm. And it's it's worth doing. You know, it's if we took out that. 15, 20% of our revenue, right? That would be bad. I like that 20% of our revenue. But if it, if we have we to take have to it, if they, if, you know, <laughs> if one of the distributors screws us over at this point and we lose that, that's not going to destroy us. Yeah. And we can give them the middle finger and stop selling to us if we want to out of spite, and that's not going to destroy us either. <laughs> so, so we have, you know, that, but we can sell directly to fans. We can go, you know, we can sell through Amazon. We can sell through whatever. Yeah. And, and, and most importantly, uh, you know, Sell through Kickstarter, going yeah. straight to the fans, which ameliorates the risk even far more. Oh, holy shit! Back in pagan publishing days, we're yeah. like, you know, so, let's print the book. Eighteen thousand dollars. Where are we going to get the money? Are you sure we want to print this thing that we've been working on for three years? <laughs> yeah. yeah there are, let's just say that there were these decisions that yeah. we made about where the money would come from, and I'm going to say that based on how some of the money decisions worked out, like. Uh, 
let's ask this person for money. Yeah. We would have been better going to some guy with garlic on his breath and see-through socks. Um, <laughs> the way some of these relationships worked out. And, and they were terrible because sometimes the book would crash. Right. And then you're like, uh, where's my money? If you yeah. were my friend, you'd be paying me. And yeah. you're like, oh, we don't, you know, we don't have any money. You know, there's no money. And they didn't like those answers. And that, 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 that crashed some relationships because, you know, um, you weren't mm-hmm. going to be able to, because the distributor's taking their 60% and yeah. they're not paying us off timely manner or um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this uh, uh, Kiwi hat wearing motherfucker's name in public but you know oh Eric yeah screw that guy well we've done it now I see him he's fucking dead well he, he can't turn up here because he, yeah. he took so many people's money no, I mean, there's, there's, I, there, 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 there are a hundred life feel free to hear it put that out there you heard it here folks yeah yeah but uh, that was Wizard's Attic. And the real guy starts here. Oh, yeah, they, 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 they snapped. They, they everybody. From us, they stole, like, a nice car. Yeah. Like, oh, no, you know, no, 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 no. They, they managed to, uh, it was something, on, it was it was, a, it was a bad car. It was maybe, they hit us for maybe $2,300. Oh, no, maybe I twenty four. No. Uh, what what the, the, the rancid cherry on the top of that shit Sunday was, <laughs> they've got a lot. Oh yeah, that's right. And they're sitting on it, and but but no, I mean that's what I mean. That's cash. Yes, yes. Right. But and I'm like, oh, we need to get that product back into the warehouse. I'm like, okay, uh, listen, I go, look, how about this? You ship back product, big publishing, and I'll forget this debt yeah. of unpaid uh, invoices you haven't paid. How about we square it like that? Well, that sounds like a great idea. Truck shows up to the to the driveway. Guy gets out. Yep, you cash know. on delivery. Yeah. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. there's, there's no check. There's no man like on the phone. Hey, what's this about? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's just a screw up. I was like, well, all right. I go and I write out a check. I enter the truck driver. I say, just hold on. He's supposed to be working it out. We should get paid this way. So you know, we unload the truck, put everything back in the in the in the basement, begging publishing, and. Uh, Phone rings and the truck driver goes, huh, okay. He takes a check and gives it back to me. Yeah, this guy, he, uh, he he went down and talked to my manager and sent him a check or got him a check or whatever. Oh, good. So it's paid. Cool. A little bit later, yep. this bill comes from the shipping company saying, Bank of Publishing, you need to pay this bill. Why? Because <laughs> he canceled the check. Uh. <laughs> After he gave it to him. Here's the best part. I signed <laughs> off on the bill of lading, so I'm on the hook for oh, it. nice. Yeah. And I'm like that, oh. and the next thing I know, motherfuckers in what, New Zealand? Yeah, it, no, no, it was like it's it's New Zealand adjacent, wasn't it? wherever it was. <laughs> it was like some some Micronesian company without no, without any guy. Like you call him up now, you get the feeling he's probably running somewhere. Are you running right now? No, no, no reason. But that you was know, like, <laughs> that was one of my favorite scummy moves of all time. Oh, yeah, the cancel the <laughs> Believe it or not, that catastrophe is what gave birth to our true publishing yeah. as a company. <laughs> yeah. you know, because it, not only did, 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 did they fuck over Pagan Publishing and Greenwood Heat and Atlas and everybody. Oh, everybody took it. Every small, you know, bigless company on the sun. Um, they, they screwed over uh, Hobgoblin Press, which which we, you know, had been working with to produce Godlike at the time. They were the original publishers of Godlike, a World War II game. Um and so, uh, and Dennis and I had already been talking about sort of just forming our own thing and branching off with Godlike and do we want to buy the rights from, you know, the publishing rights back? How do you want to do this? And we weren't really sure. So when the Wizards Attic debacle happened, uh, Hawthorne was stuck with like thousands of Godlike books that they had, pub- they had printed, stuck in this warehouse in Kentucky. Yeah. 
um, and they didn't want to sink the money into hiring a truck to drive, you know, to pick them up and drive them out to Seattle because by then, Godlet had already come out. Like the first, that first like six months worth of at that time, that was ninety percent of your sales right. had already passed, and so it wasn't worth their while to go do it. So I, you know, I just got on the phone with the with the with the Sen, the company or email whatever the hell it was, and said, "Let's make a deal." You know, I'll buy what's left of that stock for some ridiculous cheap, you know, buck a book or something. Um, and uh, you turn it over to us. I'll, I'm in Birmingham. I'll drive up to Kentucky and pick it all up <laughs> and um, and keep it, and we'll take over the publishing rights. And yeah. so done. So I rented a U-Haul, you know, and I think you went with me. Didn't yeah. You? yeah, Rachel. Problem solved. And right? yeah, we drove up there, and it was it was so ridiculous. Like we went up there and um, to the warehouse, and I mean the warehouse, it was like a bomb gone off you know yeah. there was like nobody from wizard's attic was there anymore there was like the, the guy that was wandering around in this open warehouse that anybody could come in and just do whatever they wanted him owned the property and he was like i don't know what's going on i'm just gonna throw all this in the dumpster tomorrow you know so we just swiped we got the pallets of, of my stuff so you could have swiped a lot more than just your book yeah. oh, no. yeah. we wandered through the attic and yeah. through the whole place and, and just, all, all the just, companies had said you know what that's garbage just yeah. pull it because we can't afford Saks, to send Saks somebody, you know, this because you know, Wizardic didn't pay us, yeah, right? right? So we don't have the cash to actually pay anybody else, right? Just to salvage all this crap. So I mean, it's just overall, it's just the entire. So we came out great from it, yeah. <laughs> but everybody well, else, everyone <laughs> always profits. Everyone always profits from looting the body. Yeah. If there's anything yeah, I've learned yeah, yeah, yeah. from Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. it was, oh, Bob's dead, get his stuff. Yeah. 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 He's got that wand, right? It's, it's true. So you, you painted a kind of a, a grim, ironic, hilarious, dark, you know, Coen Brothers comedy Thank you. of the industry. But is it, so is it still yeah, that's, like that's that, that or is it better now? No, no, I mean, it, it's, it's better because the, the main avenue of selling to right. anybody is you to that anybody? Is. Yeah. The, if, if, if you pay attention, the 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 point of desperation of, of all of that was the the the, the paucity of income sources yeah. for companies. Right. If if you have basically two ways to get money, and one of those ways goes away, right, yeah. then you're screwed. Yeah. You're screwed super hard, and um and that's and that's that happened over and over and over again. These days. Nobody's quite that desperate unless they go to great lengths to dig themselves. And yes, you have to work. And then secondarily, the act of producing a book has become about yeah seventy five percent easier yeah than it was in the mid nineties right to the point where a single person can sit down and if they're skilled they can make their own book mm-hmm. and you can have a physical copy of that people book do it all the time a week yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so that works in our family because we put loads and we put just as much love and work into it now as ever, or more so, yeah. right? But the the technology has changed enough that, that it's way more efficient. And does that have any effect of, you know, when you when you open up to anybody making it, you know, this industry can become kind of like an untreated sewer. There's no quality control. So, do you find that that because anybody can make a book? Is there a Larger number of stuff being created, or something that is anyone just who's complaining. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course. Anyone who's yeah. just complaining that oh my gosh, having all these Nimrods make their own books and not have editors and not have spell checking, <laughs> it's gonna bring it's gonna bring all the rest of us down. Yeah, um, I've never bought into that yeah. idea. People, people are gonna the plebs can publish books. Yeah, right. yeah. 
No, I mean, I people mean, can always smell out the quality stuff and yeah. find the quality books. That's exactly. You know, it's it's a it's it. If you create something of note, people will note it, no yeah. matter how deep yeah. in the muck you're. You yeah, the idea that there right. that, that that something that's a you know a real gem is just going to be swallowed up by a tsunami of. Of shitty self-published, um, uh, yeah. you know, no, that's not something. I mean, PDFs. On, I mean, on the other hand, that that's exactly why we can uh, we are constantly banging the drum, encouraging fans to go rate our shit on yeah. websites, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Because that helps you stand out from all the draws. Yeah. If you go to yeah. through RPG, you know, ninety-five percent of what's there doesn't is, have is, is garbage. Yeah. Speaking right. of which, don't forget, folks, to like the Green Box on SoundCloud and uh, Twitter and all that shit. <laughs> exactly. And post there the comments go. to the SoundCloud instead of on our Discord, please. Uh, <laughs> five stars on iTunes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, then post them on the Discord too. So, I, so I, 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 I will. I will note that 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 is for me. That is the cry of the failing mediocre publisher. Yeah, that is like it's like the main too much competition. Yeah, yeah, it's like how dare you compete with the garbage? How dare you approach my one hundred and one NPCs PDF Mm -hmm. that has the angry Scottish dwarf and the like? You know, it's just like produce something that's not shit instead of whining about other shit. I wonder if the the halfling is chubby and agreeable. (laughs) So, so speaking of stuff that's not shit, um, since last we talked Dr. Greenwise a year ago. Um, some stuff, new stuff has come out, and then some new stuff we talked about coming out a year ago. I don't think we've seen yet. So, what's what's the horizon look like for this next year of Delta Green stuff? Sure, you got it. Uh, sure. So we uh, right now uh, we have two manuscripts in hand that, uh, that Dennis and I, after Jim Con, are going to be devoting a lot of attention to chopping them to pieces and uh, and making them uh, better. One is the Labyrinth by John Scott mm-hmm. Times, which mm-hmm. came out of yeah. his, uh, a, a Kickstarter we ran for his project. Yeah, good luck making that better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. John, John, John's, John's manuscripts are always great fun because there's really not much that has to be done with it. Um, I mean, I'll probably find like three typos and fix those. But you know, when when you go looking for substantive issues that need to be changed, or like, hey, there's an idea here that. You start to explore, yeah. and it kind of goes nowhere. Do you want to? Do you want he's to laser focused. Yeah. No. I mean, he's 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 solid. Um, that that was the that was the project where he got the check and was like, wait, yeah. wait a minute, <laughs> what? Like, how does this work? Right. That's that's right. the project to spawn the Greg Solzy quote to spawn the adventure I just ran today, wow. which is just Golden Witch Hill. Yeah. 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 The uh, so, uh, the thing that I'm most pleased with with the with what little I've seen the lab. Is and this is gonna be. I want it. I I want it to change the way we write Delta Green shit, mm-hmm. particularly when we write source book material. Um, something we never did before uh, is uh, the three stages of grief. Right, right. That you get <laughs> right. For being involved, there's the cult or the organization when they've had no contact with Delta Green. Right. And write up how they're like, and then there's the con- moment where what's this group gonna be like? Once they've had their first brush with Delta mm-hmm. Green and right. realize that Delta Green's out there, yeah, specify that. Yeah, right. and then the third section: what what happens when they are pushed into a corner by Delta Green yeah. or their contact that's, with Delta that's Green? That's one of those things that when you look at it in retrospect, you're like, it doesn't look, it doesn't look like much of an innovation. Yeah, except well, that huge. nobody had bothered to do it. before. Everyone in our group's contest, I think, at Night of the Opera, started doing that because yeah. they heard about it and doing it's it. Amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It's right. because yeah, it makes perfect sense because. Right. One of the criticisms of old Delta Green is okay. What do they do? What does Outlook do? What does Fantastic do? What yeah, is and, and is our, our assumption is always just you know, well, we're going to give you the ingredients, yeah. and then take it from there. Do what but, you want with it? Your uh, game. 
uh, the idea stop that asking me. the players are still <laughs> looking for what are we going to do with the what are we doing with the Karateki in 2019? And I'm like, I think the haven't you exterminated yeah, them? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like they're just free guys. You should play suck. They're, they're like 96. You, you've had 20 years to kill those guys. Yeah. yeah. Keep, keep, keep in mind though that a lot of people are getting into Delta yeah. Green now. Oh no, I know, I know. I'm, I'm so, being facetious. Well, one of the things but, that but what I know they're bastards. No, just guess. What I really sort of you've had 20 years to play Delta Green. I just found out last week by setting stuff up the way we did. Yeah, where we'd write up the Faith, we'd write up the uh, Majestic or whatever, or the Karatekia. Um, we wrote it in such a way where you've got, here's the organization, if they never ran into Delta Green, yeah. this is what they're up to. Mm-hmm. People imagine these groups as being eternal. Yeah. That they would be always part of the canon. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. Just like it is here. And, and uh, the whole point of these, what the Scotsy uh, they were all there to kill. You're there to. <laughs> they're there to provide the players some sense of accomplishment, even though they're living in a Lovecraftian universe, yeah. and they're all doomed anyways. Uh, it was to give them those those moments of success. You're supposed to burn these things to the ground, um, and I, I think that the, the way we wrote it, which is the classic way to write up things like this, again, it presented the illusion. Right. That this is part of the canon, it should never go away. It should always be no. And, and you know, to be clear, we want people to ruin our stuff. Yeah. We've invited them in the house. <laughs> We're like, here are the keys. Right. We're going to be gone for the weekend. Yeah. Feel free to fuck anything that, up. That that, that 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 giant seventy-two inch TV on the wall. I agree. You could throw something heavy at that. <laughs> that would be awesome. Right, yeah. right. You're giving them tips on how to yeah. destroy it. There's and a sledgehammer, and they stand there, and they're not really comfortable. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you're like, no, seriously, we're not going to prosecute. There's going to be no problem. You just want to watch. And I often, <laughs> I often get really apologetic comments. Where people are like, I murdered this NPC. I hope that's okay. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? Like, I'm not coming to your house, dude. Like, it's totally cool. How do you do it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we get that a lot, too. Like, what would you do if, and I'm like, I don't know. I mean. I, I, I feel happen, like I we fell into sort of the same kind of writing trap that had happened to White Wolf back in the day, yeah. where they cluttered up their world all these NPCs, and nobody felt like, well, I can't kill this character off. Right. They're part of the canon. Well, you know, well I like, mean, no, you absolutely can. Yeah, to yeah. be fair, White Wolf kind of literally said that. Oh, did they? Yeah, they, well, they, they kind of, they, they, they deliberately cultivated that yeah. sensibility of... These factions are yeah. eternal. But but I mean, like we we like we we kind of went out of our way to go. Everybody fucking dies. Yeah, yeah. people well, were upset yeah. about that when the new Delta Green came yeah. out. They said, "Where where is yeah. all the content?" They yeah, said, right, "We right. have we have our our rules, and we have we know what Delta Green is like, but where's everybody else?" Oh God! <laughs> like, don't even get me started. You, you've got a lot of rocks thrown at you for that. I think, I, and, and I have to laugh because it's it's like, oh well, that's we did, cute. We did, that was a that was a like, deliberate. Design. Yeah, not, it's not like we forgot. To no, like like people understand why it was. Yeah, no, I mean when you look at Countdown, this is a great example. People are like, "Why don't you have?" Sections like Countdown. I'm like, okay, first of all, Countdown's 428 pages of just raw content. Now, make a game. <laughs> Put yeah. that in there, too. It'll be yeah. 800 so pages. So is supposed to be the Countdown of New Delta Green. Basically. No, no. It's, it's, um, the the conscious choice was the threats, the, the individual threats will, if, if, if they are worth it, they will own 
their own 128 page book at minimum. Okay. So if we if we wanted to do Pisces and we are, we are. it's going to be its own hardcover yeah. book and all that that involves. Well, we talked to you about March. Pisces nonsense. We talked to Chris Gunn. was talking about yeah. his idea for March, which he said he was going to pitch to to you guys. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Chris and I go. It's back going into it's going into our book called Different Visions. Yeah, we're talking about. So so Deep State's going to elaborate on March technologies and all of his subsidiaries and spinoffs and and uh, and horrors. But, he, uh, but I mean, the higher level thing to look at is like Delta Green Countdown, we wrote it, we still didn't have space. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. shit fell out of that. Too. And this is after we made the print size too small. <laughs> right, right, let's right. Honest, let's be right. honest. So yeah, like, we, we, need to, we need to squeeze this other 200 pages we, into only 100 pages. When we did the handler's guide, it was like, oh my God, how are we ever going to fit all of this? Yeah. I mean, it, it, was, it was the... You know, and then and then we had to and we had to gauge we gauge that to the page, bearing in mind that if you make a book too large, then your print costs go crazy or your your shipping costs rather go crazy because we're shipping stuff to the Royal Mail. And know? think of and the poor people that have to carry a package that's that's you know, uh, uh, one point one kilograms, yeah, that might be ten dollars more expensive than shipping a package that's zero point nine kilograms, yeah. right? And so that That'll difference, that difference of adding one sixteen page signature in the in the hardback book, uh, when you you know you multiply that and it just happens to tick your price over oh, by yeah. a few dollars by say three thousand, you know, mm. uh, the recipients or whatever, yeah, that, that yeah, so that so so you got to draw a line somewhere. Yeah. Um, you, which, can't, you can't sell yeah. that much plasma. And, you know, <laughs> right, right. The, the bigger, I mean, we've learned that the hard way. The bigger time, issue so, is yeah. people are comparing us two source books right. to two core game books. Right. Yeah. And yeah. going, why don't they have the same amount of expendable content? Mm, and, right. you know, to me, I can understand why someone might ask that question, but it comes down to, like, you know, why is the ballpark open when it's pouring rain and lightning? Well, because right. you'll die, and that's kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like, it, it's 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 that kind of question right. to a book developer. That's that those so those are issues to develop and expand in further publication. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so when when I wrote with the first manuscript, the first labyrinth that or, 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 or I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Or more importantly, or more importantly for our philosophy to allow the players or the GMs to develop and expand for themselves. Sure, yeah. You know, and not feel obliged to wait for us to tell them what's canonical. I don't know how many times I have to get on record saying that, but yes, if you're at home playing Delta Green and you want to kill any of the NPCs or humiliate any of the Yeah, please. Okay, okay, the players are going to love to hear that, but the the handlers maybe... (laughs) Go nuts. Do anything you want. If you're running Delta Green, I mean, yeah. If, if you're if you're if your players get pissed off at Abraham Manning, yeah. you know, and 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 burn that fire in the head, in the head, do it. He has a covenant. He's, he's, he's kind of a dick, you know. Um, we're not going to get married. You're not married to any right. of these. And, and 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 speaking more practically, right? Like if you're running a campaign at home, you know, and you've got this whole ten-year Pisces campaign, and we publish a Pisces book, and it contradicts everything you've done about Pisces over the years. That's we okay, you know. Exactly. Make that adopted. You don't have to cancel your campaign. Yeah, that's what alternate dimensions are for. <laughs> you know? We've got all kinds of precedent. So, Labyrinth is one of the two manuscripts. Was the second? Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the second one that's finished is Dennis's uh, uh, King in Yellow yeah. Delta Green campaign, Impossible Landscapes, which will be the first, the first real self-contained big Delta Green campaign. Meaning, it's not just a collection of stories that you can string together or scenarios, rather. 
it's a complete campaign where everything builds on itself and right. ties into each other and sort of spirals into this knotted mess of insanity <laughs> and despair. Mm. Uh, it's it's John Times wrote this amazing thing, Delta Green Countdown, um, you know, the King Yellow mythos stuff that we worked together to, I created Night Floors for that specifically. Um, and he wrote up kind of a vague write-up called The Road to Holly, which was kind of like... Well, that was way back in... Yeah, that one's still, you can still read that online. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, might yeah. be uh, the first one. number one. Yeah, number yeah. One. so yeah. I wrote... Oh, no, it's in, it's in the King Yellow. Count, it count it's in the King Yellow yeah. chapter as well. So, so I wrote I wrote the campaign that does that. So it, it's literally all the steps from Times' Road to Holly. It's... it's uh, it begins with Night Floors, which has been expanded to be even more kind of dark and weird. And, and um, it, it's a fractal of terror, is the goal. It, everything leads into everything else over and over and over again. And it, the loop closes tighter and tighter as you go through it. So um, that's the goal. And, uh, and that, one, that one will get a lot more attention than the, yeah. than the Labyrinth. Book. It's extremely it's not, not. I mean, I know, not, I'm, because it's ambitious, yeah. you know, and it's doing things in a weird way. The labyrinth is pretty simple. But if you want to take a look stuff. at it, you can on the Patreon. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 294 pages of it are up. Uh, it's about the size of the Handler's Guide, to give you an idea. It was yeah, supposed, it was to, be, little bit supposed to be a little bit smaller than the Agent's Handbook, and yeah. it's turned out to be about twice that. And so that's one of the things I, I noticed. Uh, well, so when I read the labyrinth uh, manuscript that was on the Patreon, the first read through it, I was actually, I got really annoyed because I was like, look, in my head, I said, stop telling me all these cool things that happened. And actually tell me about what happened. And then I read it again and kind of picked up philosophy of, well, I'll just do it. I write scenarios all the time. If one of the cool things happened, I'll do it myself. Right. So, okay, so I, I just, my, my needle shifted, and you can remember, I talked. Yeah, yeah. You, you were talking about doing You were, you were, you were, were, you were very harsh And I was like, <laughs> I hate this. What is terrible? And I, <laughs> and I read it you know, again, and, and we were coming off our. Now to be out for a groups contest where we had a bunch of really awesome groups, and I was like, "Why don't we use these? It's in the library, right?" So, but I read it again and again, and not, you know, I, I definitely mellowed on it. I, I think it's you know a, a great addition, but it's like my first reaction was like, "Ugh." <laughs> right, if you because if you want like an actual pre-written thing, then the labyrinth is not going to be your yeah. right. No, then, then you want it's you it's want a scenario. No, it's, it's not meant to be. It's scenarios. content that you can yeah, easily spin be. out into scenarios, yeah. but it's up right. to you. Or you yeah. can you can bring them into existing campaigns, or you can right. or you can just sort of make allow it's, your agents to sort of touch here, yeah. and then in a later adventure, you yeah. can build around. It's what certainly the, what it's the certainly different. What I love about it is the I love the protagonist stuff. I would love to go to the Witness Alliance. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they pop up in a scenario. Well, yeah, the Labyrinth isn't just opposition groups. Yeah. It's yeah. people who can help you. Yeah. And then because they've decided to help you, they're destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're just yeah. horrible things happen. So, I mean, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I mean, you went, you but, but, but you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, that was my initial thought, and I, I've now moved more towards. No, we, now we need yeah. to hear you say it. <laughs> I was going to say it. So, we're so, going to write this down. The one, the one musketeer not who's not here, Tom, was the one who was defending you guys from the start because he was saying exactly these things. It was that that it's it's a toolkit. It's yes. you know it's supposed to to be reactive rather than telling you what happens. Yes, but um, also um, also proactive though because there's groups that do things rather than sit there and wait placidly yeah, for yeah. the sacrifice to arrive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and again, I mean everything we write is optional. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if you're running Delta Green, there are yeah, plenty of gamers. Not, they yeah. want to have a scenario that's already in the can that they can open the book and follow through the book, right. and then 
play it out and close the book and they don't have to do any more work. Right. And that's fine. That's why we've written 85 million scenarios. Um, but they say six million. 86 million now? Yeah. So, Feels but, like it. But, yeah. Yeah. but, we, but that's, we also... That's metrics. Yeah. <laughs> We're using imperial. Yeah. Imperial scenarios. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, so, so we also very much encourage the, those who are... Um, who are sort of as uh, creatively ambitious that they want to develop their campaigns themselves and sort of make everything their own. Yeah. Well, there are so many things from Countdown and, and Delta Green that should be built by the Labyrinth. Oh, yeah. Saucer Watch, Phenomenax, yes. yeah. you know, things like that. And then there are things that are ongoing concerns that may last a decade or two decades or three decades. You know, Karatekia could be a more like, here's a snapshot of the organization. Um, so it's not, it's not, you know, the whole, like, here are the three stages not suitable, in my mind, to, to everything. Mm -hmm. But it's suitable for uh, active elements. Like, this, yeah, this is an investigatory you want to show their dissolution yeah. over an extended period. Yeah, because, I mean, when you interact with the Karatekia, the interaction is going to be, I discovered the Karatekia. I will fire on Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know. Um, so, but, like, Phenomenex make a lot of sense or saucer watch would right. make a lot of sense to be like you poke them and here's what they do right um so i regret not having that kind of oh, stuff yeah. in there oh yeah um but yes i mean it's a great idea i really like when i saw that i was like ah oh, fuck i wish i yeah. Well, yeah. yeah you could just write a phenomenon explorer now that has that yeah yeah it's true you're yeah, sure sure yeah so, i mean we kind of, <laughs> i mean i, I basically <laughs> i mean I, I kind of i kind of wrote up you know little hints and hints and bits of, of what is I just what became a phenomenon X if, and the principles. If of, I feel bad uh, about any NPC, it's the phenomenon X group. I feel <laughs> Yeah, Tommy Tommy Prendergrass. They're all really sitting, they're sitting all in such nice guys. guys right now. <laughs> Frank Karen Cola and yeah. all those guys. I just feel terrible for them because they yeah. were just kind of like They didn't deserve They this. had no idea what was going on at any time. <laughs> yeah. I forgot who's the guy who was they referred to as the head? Oh I don't remember. It was the guy who was the actual presenter. Oh, oh, yeah, no, there were two of them. There was Sonia Dewey and and then, like, Mr. Teeth. I forget yeah, there, yeah, there was some guy who was, like, look, the guy, the guy smiling of, yeah. uh, or Phenomenax who didn't understand yeah. any of the He's conspiracy like, stuff, but just could shit? read a teleprompter yeah. was his only skill. Yeah, <laughs> or go in energy. What is this shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> um, beyond the Labyrinth, do you guys have any other plans? Oh, no, we're done. That you can talk about. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're That's it. Maybe, maybe, maybe we could kill this part of the audio, but I wanted to ask about um, Hypoclas. Because oh, I, I got... Because we, we playtested it. I got a yeah. whole bunch of... Uh, I got like, what, 17, 20 mm -hmm. uh, uh, playtest reports. Very back. aggressive. Well, <laughs> there, were some, there were some very... Yes, there were some that were quite aggressive. My, my favorite was definitely the one, uh, one who was like... Uh, you know, you're supposed to play a play test and you play it the way it's written and yeah. you realize, you know what, mm -hmm. this doesn't work. Yeah. I played it this way as it's written and it failed. Um, it didn't work for my group. Here are the reasons why I think it didn't work. So on and so forth. Maybe you should do something about this. But I did have one came back. I could tell by reading it it was going to fail, so I changed everything. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that didn't help me <laughs> at all. To send, send a new completed scenario to... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I gotta put this in the bathroom and use it for another so, And then so, you just keep the money. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, this is going to resort... What, what I've learned is that the that iconoclast is way too complicated. 
and the streamline a lot. I think that I, I, I quite liked it, and I think that, Kevin, you were telling us that you really like the investigative mechanics. You think mm -hmm. that, because it's got rules for assisting people, so that it's more than just the guy with the highest skill roles and everyone else yeah. kind of plays yeah. patiently. That was super cool, but I think that um, like overall, you, I completely understand the complexity both on the handler side, but also on stuff like the whole scenario relies on kind of fine-grained interpretations of stuff like, okay, how does an Elder Sign affect it if it's the three tiers of Elder Sign, and yeah. you know where is it on this given day? I can absolutely understand the desire Well, as to, long as you don't change any monsters or NPCs, I'm 100% yeah. in on No, the monsters and NPCs are now I feel like now I feel like a real pulp writer. And you're like, yeah, yeah we've already got the art in yeah. here. You're not doing the story. Yeah. The cultist robes are now red. Yes, yeah. Yeah. because yeah. the art's been delivered, and we pay the artists more. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's there's a lot of changes that have to happen to uh, iconoclasts. Um, things that were just you know uh, uh, just too convoluted. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there were uh, a lot of hidden motivations uh, that need to be just streamlined. Uh, it's going to be. It's not going to change the NPCs. It's not going to change the location of the story. Yeah. Uh, but it is going to change the way information is presented to the players. And certainly, the section on using uh, and ra uh, uh, rallying intelligence resources and wheeling and dealing yeah. is going to have to be changed. Particularly because I included way too many. We talked to two. Intelligence agencies yeah, in the whole game. We were about yeah. some back and forth between the Kurds and the Israelis, I think. Yeah, yeah. it's actually two excellent choices. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're mechanically the best. There's mechanically no reason to talk right. to the Iranians, even though all the motivated, like the stuff about how Syrians are afraid of purges and Iranians are the least corrupt, but also least likely to help you. Yeah. That was super cool, but just yeah, uh, when I talked to these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the one of the, I needed to remove a lot of the dire rolls. Uh, there are too many opportunities to roll a crit funnel. And, yes. you, and mechanically, you would get there, and now the game is all about how we survive the part where we accidentally, yeah. <clears throat> on purpose, gave a file to the Iranian, uh, yeah. you know, the, the Quds force. Might have dropped an airstrike on somebody. Yeah. Just, uh, just a little uh, airstrike. There's, there's, a red, there's a record scratch, and you're sitting <laughs> in front of Congress. Wait, wait, you dropped an airstrike. You know, yeah. I, I, I remember. <laughs> you might be wondering how I got here. That's a definition of where it is. But um, there's too many die rolls, and, even the, and there's also too much of it that resulted in no results. Mm. Uh, where you'd go and you'd make a deal, and they'd yeah. do the thing, and they'd come back and say, our guy didn't get you anything. Um, that might be exactly what happens in the world of intelligence, right. where you don't get a bad result, they don't get a good result. Yes, our team broke into the building, uh, and they did all the searching you asked for, but they didn't come up with the thing. You need an active bad result. You know, it's, it's, you can't it's, just have a bad It's not like the team got caught. you got to figure out a way to, 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 to convey that sense of, of uselessness and futility without... Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we'll make it fun. That's the central struggle with the spy game is that yeah. so much, so much of the time you don't know whether what you're doing right. is having an effect, and right. you can't see what the consequences. Yeah. Well, are. I mean, that's why all the bad. successful spy movies are have you know about guys that have nothing to do. with Yeah, it's like it's like it's not a guy <laughs> yeah. sitting in a basement with documents. It's <laughs> right. 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 In, in real life, you guys would have been you know, the case where they're moving money from a Swiss bank account yeah. to somebody else and say, "All right, you're totally going to break into ISIS's offices in Mosul and find the thing." Yeah, we got a guy on it. Uh, come back, oh, I'm sorry, it didn't work out. He searched the offices, it wasn't in there, he couldn't find it. Uh, thanks for the money there, because what you paid for was the operation. And then three months later, you find out that the guy just bought himself a fence. Yeah. He never had a guy in the office. Yeah. Yeah. It was all a lie. That's most of what human yeah. intelligence is, is those middle guys, shaking middle guys, mm -hmm. shaking down intelligence agencies for black ops money that's never going to be reported. So, so in a way, they're a lot like else. 
old distributors. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we, we learned to bring it back. We <laughs> learned it from watching you. <laughs> so um, that's where nice Iconoclast is. Yeah. Um, there should, are should, we, other... should we introduce the concept of Iconoclast? Because I, I realize I've jumped straight into it with the play test, no, but I don't think we ever described what it was. It, it, yeah. It's a scenario where you're you're hunting a monster in, in Isis era Mosul, and yeah. I quite liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's famous because um, there was a because pretty cool... Isis? Uh, yes, because it outlasted ISIS, but that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say because of the, yeah. um, I, th- I don't think this is a spoiler to say, the introductory section where you play as a group of, oh, basically I, ISIS's I PR that. team, that's a bunch really of good, yeah. incompetent really like foreign that. fighters who are told to loot a mysterious chateau in the middle of the desert where there's this old man who's, you know, no one no one really knows what he's up to. And then, but he's rich. And then, and then you find the tape of what happens to them later yeah. on. Because the, as ISIS, the real ISIS videotapes everything when we're doing a propaganda operation. No, I just, I, I, love, I love the idea that these guys who believe in this invisible, otherworldly, all-powerful being get gutted by an yeah. invisible, otherworldly Well, yeah, because yeah. that's, that's, it, there's a gin in the jar, but yeah. it's also yeah. gold. But, um, <laughs> the, uh, the thing about that, I mean, I watched the videotapes that ISIS was showing as they're smashing various artifacts, mm-hmm. you know, that were pre-Islamic, and that oh, just made me, I was like, yeah. why doesn't, why doesn't real archaeology work like fictional archaeology where you smash guns. the Pazuzu statue, and the next thing you know, father of locusts is eating your eyes. I thought about Iconoclast when I was watching, um, there's that, the famous footage of the, like, the super, super common ISIS guys, where it's the one where the... The dude is like rolling on the ground oh, the rolling away to get away running. from the Kurds. That's up, up, and they, they, some say that Abu Hajir is still rolling to this day. He's <laughs> <laughs> the one. They go and they're like they roll over a windowsill and they shoot at some balloons. And no, they're like no, this is a different one. This is this is okay. so they, they like yeah. go out in a. In a I'm not gonna narrate them. But they the had a GoPro and the Kurds found the GoPro on the dead guys. Yeah, because right. exactly. so he was like, podcast and ISIS propaganda videos. Trying to escape because he couldn't he couldn't stand up because they're being shot at. <laughs> but um, yeah, so this just the the combination of like extreme cruelty and intolerance with also just idiocy. <laughs> yeah, on a, yeah to, like, to a level where it actually becomes amusing in a grotesque way. So yeah. certainly so, that's so Coen Brothers. If you're listening, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no, 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 that film already exists. It's called Four Lions. Right. Yeah. The, the other thing with that that section, besides just, I wanted to like you know have the players experience the handout mm-hmm. rather than. Right. Uh, I'm yes. going to read you what you see yeah. happen on it's the terrifying. screen. Yeah. You know, it's really <laughs> scary. Right. Yeah. It's so very You're scary. You're afraid now. It's very yeah. scary, real sad. Um, yeah. I wanted the players to actually live the pre-credit sequence that happens on yeah. all these shows, whether it's, it's you know, X-Files, Supernatural, or anything, you know, or Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. There was this pre-credit sequence that shows you what the problem's going to be, right. or a right. hint what the problem's going to be for the rest of the episode. And I wanted to be able to present that piece as the handout so the players could have a reason why you get more than just a bloodstained room. And some And I like that your success as the incompetent foreign fighter filming the destruction of the artifacts yeah. affects your success. Easier, because yeah. the more you investigate, the yeah. more that the people watching the tape know. Mm-hmm. There's a, a second scenario that I'm working on that involves uh, uh, an oil platform growing off the coast of Greenland. Yeah. And it involves the fact that uh, all that hyperborea from Clark Ashton Smith is all set up in Greenland and the ice is going away and we're going to finally see some hyperborea, which means our buddy Sathagwa and his formless spawn are going to be back in action because uh, the ice sheet has lifted off of, uh, off of uh, Greenland. 
And the first part of the scenario is where you play the guys on the oil rig who drill into the thing you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Nice. And, uh, you know, uh, how you survive or what happens, you know, if there's any survivors, then you're the guys talking to the Delta. That's what you've learned is like the Delta Green team has sat down and talked to this person and he's told them or she has told them everything that happened on the oil rig that they experienced. It's and that's your that's your handout. Now start. It's, it's certainly more fun. It's more engaging. I did that with like a, like there's a deal between some shady company. And yeah, because like Fincher wrote the rules for that. Yeah, there was a guy on Discord who yeah. wrote a rule for like if you investigate the crime scene or like a firefight or whatever, yeah. you can if you're good at skill rolls, you can like actually play out what happened. Yeah, so was there, fire, yeah fire. there was a firefight based yeah. on the scene we, we from the, the boom, from uh, boom. Yeah, from yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's much more fun that way. Oh yeah, and yeah. you and you did the No Country for Old Men. So yeah, I did like a No Country for Old Men shootout. And the players find the guy asking for water. Yeah, there's No Country for Old Men with like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then and then in the sequel, yeah. so no country for goat men. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so in the sequel, in the sequel to that one, which I did, um, they they start the scenario by like you're you're on you're you're on a raid. You're gonna go fuck up this nightclub and shoot some people and to get the, to get all the secrets. And then you do that, and then you go out and like there's a, there's the NPC case officer who's with you. It's like a total badass, and you you shoot you shoot up the place. You notice some irregularities. You go out. The strike team comes in. Maybe you survive. Maybe you get killed. Then okay, you get a call in the middle of the night. They just they just found a corpse that looks exactly like you in front of the nightclub. Yeah. And so you go there, and 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 if you if everyone's dead, then everyone's dead. And you find your bodies, and you find you know some evidence. But if one of them's still alive, it's like okay, if you were escaping a failed op, where would you go? And that's where the clone goes. <laughs> you're playing as clones at the beginning, and then you wake up. You yeah. Have to go investigate what you were up to. So. Yeah. yeah. And so and so then it's a similar thing where and it's a, it was it was, all, it was a total well, knockoff of iconoclast. Here, yeah. here, here's what I want to throw out. Uh, Sandy Peterson told this uh, story many years ago about uh, running a game. I guess he told it. At, at, it was weird. I was trying to get him to tell the story at, at, a, at, a, at a panel at Necronomicon, and he he told it, but it's like I don't know if he was invested in the story the way I was because it was one of the great sort of existential crisis moments of a player yeah. I've ever seen in my life where they're playing Call of Cthulhu, just base Call of Cthulhu. They're in this old mansion. There's a problem in the mansion. Right, right. And the first thing that happens is, is these things start showing up. These, these sort of uh, weird, almost like store mannequins, faceless, you know, yeah. like they've got fingers and stuff. And you can see the, the, the blurs of sort of uh, noses and mouths and no eyes. And they end up killing one of these things, and it's just like a wet potato all the way through. It's just <laughs> yeah. not really, there's no differentiated organs. Like, Argh. the next one shows up, and uh, now it's got, you know, eyes or uh, features mm -hmm. that are clearly distinctive, and so they, they kill that one. They go, hey, you know, this one really looks like Frank. Um, right. What, what if the, the next one, what if they're getting better, the ones right. that are coming through from this other dimension, this are getting better uh, at, at mimicking us? It's like, well, how do we know that it hasn't already happened? What if we've been thing, you know? Right. Well, we're going to have to do the thing thing. We're going to have to do the blood test. And so they start cutting people. You know, you go, look, I've got blood, you know. And they get to one player and they cut them and it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like a potato. And everyone pulls out their guns and they're like, what did you do with Larry? And it's like, Larry's like, I didn't do it with Larry. I'm Larry. It's like, it's like, and, and he looks at Sandy and he's like, I'm Larry, right? And, and Peter's like, yeah, you're totally Larry. He's like, No, you you had blood the last time you checked. I don't know how this happened. I don't know. I like the idea of like, 
of checking yourself for blood. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and so, yeah, I still got blood. And they're like, you know, what do we do with our friend? I, did, we, I didn't do anything. So they search the house, like maybe they can find Larry's body, but they find Larry tied up in a chair someplace, <laughs> like with a gag and, and so they, the, they they free Larry from the chair, and Larry's player goes, oh. Oh, thank God. Okay, I can go back to playing my character. What are you talking about? Suspicion? You are playing a character. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm going to be me again. No, you are you again. You're just made of potatoes. Like, no! No, look! Wait, 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 wait. A, dupl- a duplicate made of potatoes, just like O'Brien. Oh! It's just and, a Star Trek reference. And he's just like, no, no, I'm real. I have a character sheet! And he holds it up like it means anything. No, no, I'm real. I have a character sheet. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Um, we're gonna have to stop playing now because yeah. we've, we've clearly upset Larry Claire. Um, yeah. And uh, I, that moment right there, oh my god! If I could only, if I could only yeah. tease that. Yeah. Out hey, of I, you could bottle yeah. that. Yeah. Had, you've had a couple like that. That kind of moment happened. Uh, happened to me the, the first time I played Delta Green. Yeah. I was running conversions out of the oath. Yeah, like I know. Three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, everybody that, that, that you know, that's familiar with the scenario, yeah. you know exactly what moment I'm talking about. Don't drink the water. Don't drink the water. One of the yeah. biggest fuck yous in Delta Green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so, yeah, like I had, you know, one of the one of the players, you know, I get, I moved away and I became recognized yeah. months later. And they still remember it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, went, I, went to, I went to say hi to him. He was worried at a bookstore or something. Like, and he was like, you know, I had nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yes. the ultimate fuck what was your DG opera? Did you played in Convergence with us, right? Or was no, that, no, no, that no, was no, no, no. That was that was, that was Appleton. So Appleton played Poe, and I played McCray. And McCray's big bugaboo was McCray has OCD, mm-hmm. and he doesn't eat or drink anything that isn't sealed. So he made it. So Ooh. he was fine. Okay. And Times was so fucking pissed. <laughs> like, so McCray's like, well, I go, you know, he's like, Times like, what do you do for dinner? I'm like. Okay, I'm like, why? I mean, like a sealed sandwich, and and I was like, don't worry about it. It makes perfect sense because that it was based on like old conspiracy lore about the bad stuff in the water. Yeah, yeah, no, he was. That character is and she's, you know, Poe and McCray are both in the, the handler's guy, <laughs> yeah. still alive, but, you know, fucking insane. One's, one's a pill oh, addict. Oh, that Poe? Yeah. That like, okay. One's a pill addict, and the other is, like, a survivalist in the middle yeah. of living off drug money. Yeah. Right, so, so all, like, all, a lot of the Delta Green named NPCs are... Or previous or, characters, or friends of guys. Of yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which which uh, is which is great because I think I think I I used to think it was narcissistic of me to do that, and I guess it still no. is, but everyone does it. Of course, you include a character named Mel B. Red. Yes, yeah. at your behest. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, Stephen L. East was the antagonist in my high school Call of Cthulhu campaign. Yeah, yeah. fate. All of that was just predating. I mean, I mean, Doom Doom was based on a D and D game. I think Tyne said one time Operation Obsidian is based on like a home game too. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, are, are there any of them that are out of whole cloth, though? I assume there's lots of NPCs that you just kind of have to put together for things. Oh yeah, no. sure. Well, yeah. Most, yeah. We make, most of them are just right. We we make them up. I can't remember the, the question. Uh, the Delta Green agent with uh, with incipient uh, Alzheimer's make the cut. I know we no, usually no, get. That, that's an ironic question. We're gonna we're gonna put that. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. <laughs> okay, they're, they're, I I I of a bunch of outlaw NPCs, and one of them was. Uh, yeah. characters you ran into in other games you might have been the guy who's handing you the mission yeah. in other ones and one of the options was a guy who is a uh, who's been taken over by a Yithian 
So he's super confident in his oh, job. He's yeah, he's just 80 years old. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah we've seen that guy. the motion, but he's a super confident old guy. And you think, wow, super yeah. confident old guy. Yeah, because yeah, there's an alien. Right? He was, he was, he was <laughs> an old man. And he was the Yeah, he was Drake who came out of came out of the first publication of New Bird. Yeah, and so one of the characters I also read was was a telescreen character you've run into in the past and had some experience with and uh, was was from one of the original scenarios. He's a dead letter. Yeah, but I wrote him up as having Alzheimer's and, and the outlaws don't know that because they don't keep that close a track right. of their agents. So he can start off being super confident and then be on another mission that he's right. remembering, right. misremembering, and you suddenly have to <laughs> yeah, deal with that. Wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That absolutely came out of my dad's dementia. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's how that was informed, but yeah. you know. You pull from whatever horror and, and then I cut it from the book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, cut, cut, cut content is just tomorrow's leftovers. Yeah. 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 It's just going to get reheated and used in something else. But I, I you know, I, uh, that, that, as far as like, you know, where do these NPCs come from? You know, some of them are, yeah. sometimes there are player characters we've played. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, uh, I know You're that one of them. about Gene Falls. Oh, well, okay, yeah. The, um, oh, Nancy. Nancy. Nancy did nothing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those two men will live forever. <laughs> What Gene Walls comes from a friend of mine in, in yeah. high school, mm-hmm. not high school, uh, college, uh, Myra Jean Walls, who uh, <laughs> actually consulted on the latest book because she yeah. works, she's a, she's a psychologist, works for the VA, nice. dealing uh-huh. with um, uh, PTSD stuff. Huh. And over the years, it supplied some truly horrifying uh, uh, sort of PTSD stories. Yeah. Uh, my she, fav- my favorite being the... Um, Going berry picking with the wife in this beautiful bucolic moment where, where he's out, this, this patient is out with his wife, and it's all beautiful and sunshiny, and he's doing this very, you know, uh, quiet, luxurious thing with his wife, and he walks into a, uh, a spider web that's, mm. a, that's at face level uh, between two bushes of berries, and suddenly he's tripped, he has tripped a, a wire on a uh, claymore. Mm. He thinks, oh, that, that was monofilament. Yeah, we're and, and I've just killed my wife. Because I wasn't paying attention right. every second, you know, and has this horrible meltdown of anxiety because I blew my wife up, and all is real in that that microsoft you know, adrenaline and, and such. And anyways, uh, so uh, she was a uh, somebody I knew from college, uh, and uh, uh, yes, I uh, turned her into a flesh eating ghoul. Uh, <laughs> uh, she would have wanted it, down. but uh, the weird thing is, is that. There have been times that she has been recognized on the street. Uh, she had told me that the, she was when she was working at the VA, she said, you know, somebody who worked there was like, you know, it's funny your name's Myra Jean Falls because there's this character <laughs> <laughs> in this uh, Delta Green book, Rules of Engagement. That, that, that eats the brains of right. people like me. And she's like, yeah, that's, that's yeah, me. That's me. I guess like, what a step into my office. Yeah. 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 Like, who, who have you talked to about this? Yeah, who else have you mentioned this to? Yeah. I, was, I was like moderately perturbed that, that Nancy had effectively been written out in the new books because, you know, she's completely insane now. Mm-hmm. But then when I thought about it, it kind of had to happen because otherwise there's no real she's, downside she, to being she's, a cool. She's, 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 she's an awesome scenario. She's in the holding cell. But, like, yeah, but like I remember when I read the original Delta Green, I was thinking there's kind of no downside to her special powers aside from you know, <laughs> the, the flood of horrible memories okay. that you get. Yeah. 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 Whenever you feel that way, that just immediately you're missing something bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But like, no but like, 
such thing. But like, how how right. useful is that to just Alzabo people and get the memories? <laughs> yeah. you know? It's awesome. I get to eat people and I live forever. It's great. Yeah. I, well, I can lift a truck. It's, it's what awesome. could go wrong? <laughs> I have super. But but especially since then, later we got that. Oh, there's a there's a. a Bunch of ghouls that are just totally chill dudes living in the sewers. <laughs> like well, the well, Nos the Nosferatu's basically a totally of chill dudes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> even the uh, even the um, the the keepers of the faith yeah. are not quite totally chill dudes, yeah. but they're less problematic than others. We'll, well say I mean, that much. If you look at Lovecraft's work, that is a ghoul. Yeah, yeah, like that's yeah. the thing is like, that a lot of the a lot of the ones you kind of have to amp up for. They don't interact with humans when they can help they're, it because they're they pretty benign. Yeah. Um, the guys who are the, the outstanding guys there who are weird are the heretics. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're eating live people. Yeah. It's awesome. You should try it. It's, it's the like, same. It's the same problem with the ghouls in New Orleans. Yeah. They've gone. They are. They're the aberration. Yeah. They're the mutant aberration that's gone off the uh, the track. And when you smash up the ghoul colony in New Orleans, they can't integrate into ghoul society because yeah. they're so they're twisted. so far gone. And yeah, the, the, the other monsters are like, yeah, use a knife yeah. and fork. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know why? You know why do you why do you use the why, why, why do you change those to look like dinner? Why? Is, yeah, you know, right. you know, no, why would you do that? Why would well, you the call the calls thing? Like her notes were awesome on the in the the, the sanity section yeah. for the agents. Yeah. It was just key, yeah. and I was dying for someone to write in complaining about it. I right. was just dying. Please, someone go. This is accurate. I hate this. This mental illness stuff. And I'm like. Oh yeah. Well, here's our scientist yeah. to step in and answer the question. Un- un- unfortunately, <laughs> all we've heard from anybody is, "Wow, that this really is, does feel." This is great. This it happened this weekend. Yeah. This this yeah. very week, like yesterday, really? at one of our at the studio. Oh, two, the FBI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, uh, John Marin and uh, and Simeon, who who helped us run everything, um, were at uh, at one of, at our booth in, in Studio Two Land, and a couple of players came by and said. Hey, hey, we love playing Call of Cthulhu, and everybody's been saying great things about Delta Green. You know, we're thinking of picking up something. What can you tell us about it? And uh, and uh, and and so they started talking about it. And John was like, "Well, the, one of the big things is like, you know, that distinguishes it is the bond system. You kind of you have these bonds, and they act as sort of a protection for your sanity. But when you do that, then that makes it so that your relationships with the key people in your life start deteriorating. So your life might leave you." And he said, as he was describing this, he could see the guy's face. And it turned out like both he and his wife were actually FBI agents. Yeah, he's like, okay, that's way too close. To <laughs> they were in my game today. Yeah, oh, they were. Yeah, yeah. they were yeah. yeah. having a good time. Because you know, they were, they told me they were like, hey, you know, you did really well with. Uh, all the police response stuff uh-huh. that we get in this world, and I was like, yeah, I was law enforcement for years, you know. Yeah. So, but I was, I'm, I had the compliment because I, I'm, like, I'm glad it was realistic, you know. Mm-hmm. Good. So good. I doubt there are two husband and wife Delta Green. No, oh, no sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's yeah, great. nothing feels better when somebody like I had uh, some some uh, jarhead ask me if I was in the Marines after you read Once More from the Top. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, man. I just opened a book. Yeah, I just, I just right. did a we, we read. Yeah, yeah and and Marines, like, and it's, it's crazy because Marines can't, so that's obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where, but I was very happy that, that at least I got. He'll like, love you. Yeah. 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 I got the dialogue down. I got the even though it was uh, you know an antiquated, antiquated piece set in right. twenty eight. It, it, right. it felt right to somebody who'd been in the service. Yeah, like, so there's okay, another, another a set, totally different uh, FBI agent that came and said hello to this morning. Yeah, sort of was complimenting us on the 
on the, the sort of the terminology feeling right, the tone mm-hmm. feeling right, you know, and yeah. he, was, he just had a big smile on his face because he said, yeah, we, we gotta, really enjoyed the attention to. Well, anything that prevents that. him from being pulled out of the immersion, because every time he gets something wrong, right. um, there's that yeah. moment, and, and I've seen it with, you know, uh, uh, like I was playing this role-playing game about game publishers one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, a great, a great example. A great example is people who don't live in New York writing New York. Right? Oh my god! It, it's like pathetic. Yeah. It, it's like, and then I went to Broadway, and then I, you're just like, dude, like, <laughs> or or when they're showing like, in a movie with the the, the, the cars going through parts of the city that are yeah, yeah. miles Then I drove my car downtown and parked it. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> okay, we're out. We're done. similitude's been destroyed. Uh, the law enforcement realism question is interesting to me, though, because I know that, that at least one of you guys has, I don't remember who it was, maybe it was Shane, I was talking, was talking to somebody on the Facebook about this, about how it can be uh, a struggle for people who don't know a lot about law enforcement and so sure. on. It can make the game feel a bit inaccessible to those people yeah. because they're afraid of getting it wrong. Right. And I remember that your response was that um, you can if, if no one at the table knows anything about it then yeah. you can get away with a lot of stuff yeah, yeah. and if one person at the table knows anything about it you make it work for you because yeah, if, yeah, you, if, you, if you need someone yeah, to describe yeah. a crime scene that's his job now yeah yeah, yeah. 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 We basically we do all this work because we're crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not you know but, but yeah we have that's absolutely right I still and I believe that 100% you know I mean yeah. I, 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 when I have new players at the table you know I mean in my home campaign my WP None of them are federal agents, yeah. right? No, uh, I mean, most, I, and most of, you know, none of them really know all that much about any of this stuff. And so, uh, you know, so one approach to that is to give lots of fascinating historical lectures. So, but, you know, I, I try to, I try to kind of walk a balance of right. kind of, you know, give it, feeding the players mm-hmm. Details that kind of evoke what their characters' lives are like that's different from what they're used to without letting myself kind of go on to a tangent of telling them all the fascinating things I have learned. Well, it's, yeah. it's also a level of player cooperation. Yeah. So we, we have we have a lot of consultants. One of them yeah. as a Marine major who would love you, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, who, you know, his only major comment Negative comment on the manuscript. Major comment. Well, yeah, was the army was the army sucks. That, that sounds like yeah. a ghost. Yeah. 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 By the way. So when I run games, you need to like, put in the part about where the army poops their pants. Yeah, the army are pathetic. <laughs> 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 no, 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 the army feedback. sucks way more than you're describing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marines are awesome, and the army sucks. <laughs> uh, no, so yeah, I run games for him where you know we're in the midst of combat, uh, and you know. I, he has literally been in firefights, you know, two tours in Afghanistan. And like a silver, uh, yeah, 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 won a silver star for saving Harmad Karzai. He was in the lead car that got blown up yeah. during an assassination attempt. Um, but when I run combat for him, he doesn't go, no, 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 that's wrong. Roll his eyes. He, he goes, yeah. oh, well, it'd be more like this. And you go, okay, cool. So yeah. a certain level of suspension of disbelief, like yeah. like like a federal agent ever getting prosecuted for breaking the law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. There has to be a, a, a at least the beginning of a level of quality. Yeah, I'm for, sure, I'm for yeah. sure guilty yeah. of things where like sometimes you think, is that suspicious that they did it this way? And right. And the handler's like, no, I, I just yeah. I, I mean, didn't if, if, if none of the players, right, no, I understand if, that. If, if yeah. the, nobody at the table knows any better. 
Whatever. Yeah. 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 Do, your, do your thing and, and err on the side of yeah. of suspense and and fear. Yeah, but there's the tip. I guess what I'm talking about is the tipping point between I want to play in a fun game. Right. And oh, I, yes. I wanted to rail and do the me show. Yeah. Yeah. And there, yeah. there is like, oh, okay. I, yeah. there's that guy at the table. Like, yeah, I've had him at the table 20, yeah. 30, 50 mm. times. Yeah. And, you know, what I. He's changing his face. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's the same guy. What I've discovered, <laughs> discovered is just, you know, the moment that line is crossed, there's just a moment where you step aside and go, do you want to play? Like, you know, <laughs> and if they, if they go, like, no, I want to argue, you go, please leave. <laughs> and it, it all works out past that. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's usually, usually I'm I mean, pretty that, that, with, with, <laughs> me, with me. That kind of thing happens is most likely to happen at uh, at uh, at a convention game. And Shane's most because, likely to cause it. But because, <laughs> because uh, yeah, I mean, people that are coming to a convention game have already kind of bought in to some degree, yeah. right? Yeah. So you, that's why I, I can usually get them on my side. Yeah, so, okay, you know, it's so it's so refreshing to to because I because I run the game online a lot and it's so refreshing to just run the game at Gen Con for people who are really excited about it. They know it because I I got well I've gotten a lot of people who said I wanted to play Delta Green for a while but I haven't got a chance to and that makes me really happy if I can give them a good experience because yeah. that's you know it, it moves the product whatever but it also it's just like it's it's a positive thing for them and it's fun for me to 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 get to run the game from people who are just genuinely really right. into it because yeah. Yeah. one of the problems with, with what we do is we run, we run games online a lot and it's great because you can always find someone to play with. Right. But yeah. the problem is that you spend about half your time wrestling with people not paying attention. People, right. And a lot of it is stuff that you get at real tables too, like someone's on their phone, whatever. Right. But right. at the same time, just having that, that just breath of fresh air of someone who, like a motivated player. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely. And yeah. I, and I, and I try to think like, you know, Cause I, cause I'm usually like the one who's sort of in between. I'm not, I'm not the best at paying attention. You know, I can be argumentative and I try to think like if everyone was like this, I would much more enjoy running this game. So maybe I'll try to be more like that. Uh, well, I Don't mean, record that. Cut that part. Of the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to, right, a certain, to a certain degree, you know, bartering with the, with the handler is an important thing. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, yeah. what, what I try and do when I'm running a game is I don't tell people how their characters feel. I don't, I don't. You know, I literally tell them whatever they ask me and kind of what's going on. That's it. Sure. And I try not to go further. Um, I don't. You know. I don't accessorize the moment by going and you know. And the, the rain is coming down. Uh, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Pretty simple and sparse, and let the players kind of direct it. Um, but I can understand like kicking back when you know you're like you hear something outside the door. If you're grilling me at that point, I completely get that. But if it's yeah. like, you know, what kind of gun is he holding? You know, yeah. like, he's trying to shoot you in the face. It doesn't That's really matter. What kind of I've, started, I've started, I've started. Well, I know the mechanics, so I can take a shot to the face. That's, whoa, 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 there's no safety on the Glock. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff driving around in circles about this yeah. like three or four times now. Yeah. I wanna, I've, started, I've started people ask me stuff that um, I haven't thought about and isn't important. Maybe this is a like a, a shitty thing for me to do, but I just ask them to roll dice for things like you know. <laughs> no, okay, what's great? What, what's the street yeah. number? Okay, roll two d two two d ten. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Do that. Uh, no, one, one other one other fuck you I want to throw out uh, for for uh, players and enemies and stuff like this. Particularly when you're talking about yeah. Oh well, that weapon only does one d eight damage, oh, and I have twelve hit points. I can take the hit. Um, John Crow ran into a scenario where he wouldn't tell us how much damage we'd received. Yeah. He would just tell us how your character feels, feels what yeah. they see, and yeah. if you have first aid, you could assess your own damage. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it led to things where I got poor 
horribly injured, but didn't feel it because I was in shock. Right. 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 And um, Blair Reynolds took a bullet to the sternum and thought, looked in and saw blood pouring. And she's right. like, I'm dead. <laughs> I've been shot through the heart. I've got like two combat rounds before my character did. I have to do something now. Right, right. And he charges a bunch of, you know, cultists who are hiding behind overturned furniture right. with a shotgun, runs up on them until he's like putting the gun to their faces right. and blowing them away right. one at a time, you know. And he got his Audi Murphy Yeah, he got his Audi Murphy moment, and then later it's like, oh, wait a minute. I'm fine. Oh, wait a minute. It's a ricochet. Yeah. It's just stuck in this, it's just stuck right into the He's gonna knock it out. We've got a scenario in the stack where um, so we're not telling them what their damage is. It just it's a mystery. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you if you've got people, if you've got a player that that, that knows the numbers and, and insists, you know, and makes it a problem, then sure, fine. Yeah. yeah. We take we've, the numbers away from. We've them. got one in the in the works where um, you you're you're uh, you can't you can't feel your characters can't feel pain for whatever reason. So we narrate <laughs> we narrate hits as missing. And then right. later when they inspect the Oh, that's super. I have an old scenario that's been laying around for years where the players basically, it's a con game. You wake up in a plane wreck. The plane is destroyed. For some reason, you seem to be spared because you're in these tubes full of blue gel yeah. that have cracked open. You're fine. You're fine. Except it's a blizzard and you don't feel cold. Right. And the players eventually figure out that, yes, they're, they're zombies. They're And the idea of having them run in and get shot and go, we didn't get hurt. Yeah. And then realize, no, no, wait, there's a big hole. I can oh, yes. <laughs> you can do something that's right not blood. Yes. That's it. The we we, we did it better. That's actually even, that's even better. The damage becomes stat damage just because the muscles are tore up. Yeah, you, you now have... I'm down to six strengths. Stop shooting me. That's actually hilarious. Because your arms are like... You know your dex is messed up. It's kind of tendon. You get to square with the not noticing That's That's a great answer. What do you mean my intelligence is only five? You were shot in the head. It's all... It's it's a little confusing. There goes my piano lesson. I don't remember my dad. Well, I clearly wasn't using it, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it's fine. shot in the bonds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, straight so, through you know, that's your relationship with your father. Your Christmas score lowers than that's all. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, even better. Your Christmas score has gone down because you were a bullet-ridden corpse. <laughs> you know, you the holes. Listen, they can't accept me for who I am. <laughs> yeah, no, there's... there's yeah, the, the other, the other, uh, the other player is the player who understands, uh, who knows all the monster stats. Oh, that's that's both all my players and myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I love those guys because you know, God bless them. We built a system where it's like Doesn't matter. they're like, I shoot him in the face, critical. I roll twelve points damage, and then his head blown off the monster, and then it just cuts you in half. Yeah, and I was like, that's not fair. I'm like, that you don't even know that's his fucking head, man. You <laughs> lost six sand even looking at it. Like, it's it's, it's hard. eighteen sets of eyes. Right, right. It's hard to avoid though sometimes because some ground is pretty well tread. So today, today I today I did a deep one based scenario, and it's like they knew from the second oh, they dude. walked into that wedding that they were getting married to a freaking deep one. Dude, What's dude, the, the best way? The My best big fat deep one wedding. The best way, the best way to screw with that is scale. Yeah. So they. And the deep ones show up, and it's not the fucking deep one. It's like dag on. 
Yeah. So <laughs> you know, it's a half dozen so, deep well, so ones. That, so that, something so that was that was that was grandma who was there for the wedding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've had players where they're like, wanted you know, to call touch on your son in law's face because like, you couldn't see him. They cast the spell. And they hide with rifles. Yeah. And this fucking thing the size of a mountain comes out, and they're like, okay, that wasn't what we were expecting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Old I, I, I let uh, I was running a game just recently, and I let uh, Brian and and uh, Blair and uh, and John. Uh, smash rounds against the creature that was unaffected by physical damage, but I kept writing down the the damage. Roll damage, really? okay. Oh, yeah. yep. Good yep. job, yep. you know. And at some point, maybe yeah, I do that all the time. Roll spot hidden, and at some point, like finally crit the spot hidden roll and go. That time you could actually see the flesh dimple and the round smash, right. and then roll off. Right. Yeah, and they're like, oh. <laughs> I just, you know, whenever, whenever you come at a, a, like, a completely unreal, unconventional yeah, monster, and you're like, okay, I'm going to take my hammer and beat at it until it's dead, you deserve to die hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, you Delta Green is bad. Now, you're the object lesson for yeah. this game is actually about. Yeah, yeah. So, Sometimes that has to happen. No, the, um, the, I did this uh, scenario thing. I wrote a short story called Lithic. Um, awesome. And, and I did a, a kind of a monster and the agents are in town, in this Vermont town, investigating all these weird Pentecost Indians turning up the out monster. of the mountains. And they've been dead the whole time. They're in the mountain. The creature has impaled them through the head with a spike, and it just keeps them alive in a, like, an amniotic snack. Yeah. And it, it runs off the memories of these people. And it's a mini great old one in a Vermont mountain. So mini, when, mini lackey. Yeah. He came, up, he came up with a little bathtub. Yeah, but the best, the best reveal is in the middle of the scenario, one of the PCs goes... Have you noticed it's always night yet? And all the other species <laughs> are like, what? And he's like, it's always night. You can't get out of this town. Save yourself. And like runs away into the night, basically. And they're like, is it always night? And like, well, you know, now that he mentioned it, yeah. Yes. <laughs> if you illuminate your watch. And they're like, seeing. yeah, they're looking at their clocks and stuff. And the <laughs> clocks don't spin right. It was wonderful. Yeah, my battery's not going down. Yeah, that's, yeah. So that's always yeah. my clue when players are in a dream is that when you're in dreams, you the clocks don't work. Right. And you can't see time. And, that, well, and it keeps happening because, you know, they get outlooked or whatever. And right. then they get stuck in a labyrinth of their own thoughts. Right, right. Well, all the, all the books are gibberish. Yeah. Um, you know, you open the <laughs> and, Bible and you can't, and you can't just... turn the lights on and off. Right. You don't remember. <laughs> so it's all just, right. the Lord is my friender. Well, the thing, the thing is, every, also, everybody has been snatched by the monster. They're from a different time. So, yeah. you know, there's there's a British soldiers from 17, you know, 61. There's an old lady who lived there in the 1960s on the hill. And they're all kind of cast into roles in your life. I like um, the idea though that if you really if you creepy. decide the players aren't getting out, then yeah. like some people are from the really distant ass future. Yeah, yeah. like there's a, a dude from San Chan there. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you done fucked up. Yeah, this is a bad place to love San Chan. I'm writing about that right now. I so. did I did really one cool. um I did one because because San Chan's great and I love I love there was a, a monograph for Chaosium that's it's like all totally unplayable because it's like you know it takes place four thousand years in the future and it's like sword and sorcery and stuff but it's just a lot of fun and it's it's. It's using this concept in a novel way, and so I tried to do that for. I'm, I'm not gonna go, go super hard now, but yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I, lo- I love the little bits and pieces you had of it. In um, I don't, I don't think uh, sick again, right? Sick again, yeah, yeah. I get in sick. I like sick again uh, because it uses the um, the whole like Eldridge time loop thing in a novel way. Because I really, I, I was not a huge fan of like the initial concept, but all the decreated ways that that's been used, like um, Artifact Zero, yes. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I love that. You would be the only one. 
Yeah. Hey, I had I told Dennis before we started recording. I, I I ran that today. They solved it. Nice. Well, it's not solving it. They solved it. They didn't all die. They solved it. They didn't all die. Remember, I solved it. Because you can just die. They solved it. But there's different degrees of winning. Yeah. It seems like a pretty average Delta Green win. Because most people figure out how to break the antenna. They just don't figure out how to stop breaking themselves. Oh, right. <laughs> breaking the antenna won't do shit. Yeah. I mean. so they, I'll tell you later. But they, they have a perfect cover story. Right. Cool. That sounds awesome. All right. Yeah. And, you know, running these games, you have quality moments like Lancey, the... Shove Negra, the, the, no, the, no, the, the best thing about that dark young chase that was off of Valhead Mountain to yeah, me yeah. was critting a spot hit. Yeah. So I crit the spot hit and I see it's putting the mirrors back up into their positions. And the other people in the group who were the, the two other NPCs or whatever, or I guess it was a player in NPC, yeah. do not see it. And I like grab that just by the college <laughs> trip, turn them around, and we're, we're going now, we're going now. And they're like, what, what? Just run. And we're going down the hill, and we have maybe a 20 to 30 minute head start just then getting down the mountain. And all of a sudden, Dennis is like, you hear the sounds of trees cracking and smashing. And I'm like, oh, fuck. It jumped off the cliff to get in front of us. It's indestructible. And since it's not immune to physical damage, it just jumped off the cliff and rolled and crashed through all the trees to get down the path to be in front of us. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that that was yeah. a that was a moment where it's like the idea that it was like, hey, I checked the statue and it says I can't get hurt. What would it, what would you do if you can't get hurt? Everything's coming up dark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was that was a funny one. And then the other one was running night floors for you. I think it was you and Blair and, and Blair I, was unhappy about those tears. And well, I had oh. the, I had the guy walk through in the bathroom. Oh yeah, and I'll Blair was like, fuck, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Leaving, I'm going in the kitchen. Stop this fucking shit right now! <laughs> and he went in the kitchen. He came back later and just sat down really quietly and kept playing. And I was like, "Okay, I'm doing something right. This is working." He is a he is of a nervous right. disposition. <laughs> he, he got so mad. Well, that was the the best thing is that it was no tentacles, no right. gnashing teeth. Just the person who walks from one side of the hall to the other and clearly goes into a place there's no way to get out of. And it's <laughs> yeah, right. You know. Like, I saw that, and then it's gone. Fuck this shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Blair oh, would yeah. burn a house down if that happened in real life. Oh, yeah. He'd just be like, if that happened at Big House, he'd be like, you got 30 seconds to get it's out. I've, it's already rigged to explode. Yeah. The, 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 not because of it. It's not because of it. I rigged it to explode four years ago. The last Yeah. last one was in... Um, Possible landscapes with Caleb and those guys, mm-hmm. uh, where they're in the mental facility and they're like, well, the they're, yeah, and they're just talking about shit, and then they realize they're patients. <laughs> and the doctor's like, this Delta Green delusion, we got to talk about this. It's really upsetting. And then Caleb was like, I need a minute, and left. <laughs> uh, and then, <laughs> there was a, a shotgun scenario about that where yeah. where you trick you trick the players into. Um, Filling out like a psychological yeah, test. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And then you, you record everything they say, and then you come. They come back. And it's like, so tell us about you know the Migos and the Greys yeah. and Delta yeah. Green. This is not good. Yeah, we can't, we right. can't give you your right. gun back after yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, Times Times wrote something very much like that mm-hmm. in the mid nineties. Yeah, it was fun. Um, yeah, so you know we, that's that's all I play for is those those wonderful little fuck you moments where the players are like, yeah, if you can land a punch, yeah, uh, a genuine uh, hit of. Adrenaline and fear, or dread, mm-hmm. or yeah. you know, 
if you can land that punch when it's just you in a room talking, mm-hmm. you know, with no sound effects or any of that kind of nonsense, yeah. uh, just letting their brain correlate its contents. <laughs> Shots fired. Well, I mean, Scott, I like sound effects. Scott, Realm, Realm of Shadows, when we were playing in Realm of Shadows, like, you were in that, it was me, you, and Appleton. No, 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 I was, you do. I heard Realm of Shadows stories. Oh, fuck, man. I was not in that. I thought you were one of those, I thought you were the, the British professor. Guy. No, no, no. I was not, not in Realm John Crow would run these games, and they were just, you were in a couple of them where they were We definitely played the games together because John always had to, um, that while I proof the scenario. Well, no, like, like, <laughs> Crow, would, Crow would do shit like, you've inherited a mansion in the middle of the Vermont foothills owned by a man called Ulysses S. Teeth. You know, like, it was always this incredibly, cool, like, I, cool, I I'm, sell it immediately. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I know that it was like that. I, I call my probate lawyer. You know, it was like, it was like the mold inspection team. He'd sit there like, God damn it, you, know, you received $25,000. And, and you know, I was just like, ha ha, I win. And Crow, three scenarios in, he's like, yeah. You're in the mansion. Yeah, yeah. He just started. <laughs> it would slowly creep. Yeah. <laughs> no. Everyone learns you started after the terrible decision is already right. made. Yeah, right. Yeah. Otherwise, so you're, you're on the there. plane. Right. Yeah. 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 And the one, the one that he, one that the pilot's had. dead. Yeah. No, we were all on that train with the Ataqua scenario. Oh yes, I know. And I'm like, I'm going to my car, and I'm just setting shit up, and I'm going to shoot anything that comes in that door because we've just been like attacked by like human giant yeti things and i'm like anything coming in this door is gonna die and i was announcing that don't come in the door i'll shoot your ass and he just froze me to death <laughs> and I was like, Fuck! shoot the snow <laughs> yeah uh, watch me. <laughs> I'll shoot the gun enough I can right. curl up I'll around the war of Maryland. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, that, uh, that, that sounds like a Blair move. No, the uh, Realm of Shadows one, the, uh, John Crow wrote this amazing campaign uh, called Realm of Shadows dealing with ghouls in the 1940s. And we, we thought this hard-bitten, fucking death-filled team barely makes it to French Guiana. We get off the plane... And we step out, and it's all the fucking cultists we've been looking for for ten scenarios are just standing at the foot of the plane. <laughs> and we're just like... And it becomes a Quentin Tarantino movie at that point. Everybody pulls out guns. There's like a 20-minute shootout. And it was just like, what the fucking fuck? We were like, in, we were in travel mode. This is not fair. <laughs> and he's like, rich white people in French Guiana in the 40s are likely to be getting on the only aircraft that's going to be leaving there or coming from yeah. there. And it's like, yeah, duh, that was our mistake. That's <laughs> uh, a good point in time for any mistakes that you had made. Right. Like, and you'd left, uh, he'd left them unanswered. Now is the time to pay for your sentence. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> and we really, we really did. Having so. the bad guy camp the extract is something that I try not to do because then it makes the players, <laughs> it makes the players think, like, oh, I gotta leave someone in the car and right. that guy doesn't get to play the scenario. Right. But right, at, yeah. the end, at the end of a campaign, well, nobody, perfect. nobody wants Joe to arm the cultists. Right. Yeah. Right. That was sort of the classic moment around Pagan House was. Joe Sullivan? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, bringing one of everything from the weapons compendium. I want all the guns! Yeah. yeah. And packing it in the Duesenberg or whatever. And then at some point, the knife wielding cultists that the players were fighting <laughs> find the player's car and just filled with killing machines <laughs> for killing like, players. This looks useful. We should hang on to this. We should. Uh, there's like 17 Thompsons in this car. <laughs> and then they find out who's staying in that car. Yeah. yeah. They who to look for. Yeah. No, I mean, when I ran the meth-addled deep one stuff, they're all armed with blocks. 
You know, it's like a drug movie, basically. So, <laughs> so at today's game, they're at their they're at their wedding. They're watching their poor fellow age get married to Deep One. Uh, one of them sees Big Mama Deep One, who's the grandma, come to see the the son in law come out of the water. Takes a temp insanity. Casts Elder Sign surrounded by the Deep Ones. And so you remember that scene in uh, at the end of Blues Brothers when the guys have been thinking that everyone has a rifle? Yeah. That sounds great. You know, yeah. that, that's not gonna that's that's not gonna help. Because <laughs> you're not helping. Because bullets have a range of greater than ten meters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, I mean those are, it's just fun messing with player activities. Well, it's not a cross, and of course, um, my first introduction actually to Call of Duty as a game was. Revenge, uh, because I had pl- I had introduced vampires into a traveler game. Yeah, and my my the guy on my team or my player group was like, I didn't want up this. Yeah. I can throw Call of Cthulhu into travel. That'll <laughs> fuck up Lancy. And it did. And uh, you know, uh, it was that moment where the players were like, Well, I've seen a vampire movie. We go, we get the stakes and the yeah. holly and the crosses. And you know, uh, gee, the vampires are living outside of the vacuum sealed you know mm-hmm. asteroid mining thing. Uh, they can just walk around on the rock as long as it's not facing the sun. And uh, they get out there and they're like, you know, I'm in a vac suit. Right. With a snake and a cyber stake. And a cross. And I'm going to go back spawn of Satan. And the, the, I say, well, the vampire takes out a shotgun and shoots you. And like, they'll look at me like, that's not true. Vampires can't use yeah. shotguns is the words that, that came out of your mouth. And I'm like, uh, I'm pretty what? sure they have fingers. Yeah, it was designed for them before they became undead. What's stopping them? And they didn't like that part at all. And that's something you should always remember doing Call of Cthulhu is that, you know, this idea that, well, I can't, they can't do it. Yeah, they can't. Yeah. Blind undead zombie Templars can use the Dewey's decimal system. <laughs> that was one of our worst moments. Was now where, there's a quote where we had we, we, we opened a crypt. It was in the, like right after World War One, nineteen nineteen. Open a crypt, doing archaeology in the words of Chris Klepak as we find the Templar castle in Spain that has um, canopic canopic jars in it. Uh, Chris is like. This is one of those moments where my archaeologist character has never been more happy, but I've never been more sad. Because <laughs> we're, we're not going to be publishing about this. No one's going to hear about this. So we are run off by a horde of zombie Templars that come out of their tomb, and we go to the nearest city, Zaragoza, Spain, which has got a big university. I'm like, well, we're going to sit down. We do the library thing, because that's what you do in Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Once you kicked over the anthill, you got to go and do the library thing, find the answer to what to do about undead zombie Templars, right? Cool. So we go to the library and we're trying to research. Looking up undead Yeah, exactly. And at some point, Brian Appleton is in one library and, and, and we've all spread out all over town to save time. And Brian's like, <laughs> Blair's back at the hotel packing. I'm not staying. There's zombie Templars. We're leaving Europe. Um, but uh, Brian's, Brian's doing his research. He's like, oh, well, this book is missing. I looked it up in the card column. This book on alchemy is missing. This book on medieval missing he says mm. to the librarian uh where are all these books oh that uh, that great war veteran is, is using them <laughs> great war veteran oh yes the the man over there how do you know he's a great war veteran well, his face is all bandaged <laughs> <laughs> he must have had an injury in the war until brian goes over and spot hit and it's like oh my god <laughs> the fucking zombies can use the dewey decimal system what the fuck and they're and what is it like that They've got, the zombies have history books where they're like, what's happened since we were... Oh, okay. 
imagine it that what else is he he's got like maps and things like how to get to Rome yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, where's the king of France now yeah exactly oh that fucker oh well, yeah. well, he's been killed like, that's what the Lily what they're doing they're like let's get rid of those bourbons awesome. oh, they're, they're dead <laughs> shit who are we gonna get revenge on and they look up the next guy alright we'll get rid of, we'll get rid of our fellow Templars who turned us in for sorcery oh shit they're gone too <laughs> fuck you know this so, is just going great. But, uh, you know, <laughs> we're like, fuck, they can use the... Okay, these are not your standard zombies. And Brian calls Blair on the phone and like, the zombies can use the dirty. <laughs> 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 they get to the library. And, you know, you know, so he's like, ah, okay. So he goes to the library and like, well, what we'll do is we'll stake out this thing. And we'll just follow him wherever he goes. We'll find out what the nest is in the zombie temple. So, good so they wait. And the next thing that happens is this big truck shows up, like a, a, a canvas-covered military-style truck shows up, and a zombie, another one of these bandaged World War One vets gets out <laughs> with a guy who was driving the truck for him. And we're like, wait a minute, they, they've got chauffeurs? Why do they have chauffeurs? They've been fucking out of the ground for like five days, and they got trucks, they got chauffeurs, they can use them, they got clothing. So, so, the, so much better organized. Yeah, they're so exactly. That was the thing. It's like, their shit's totally together. We're dead. We're not gonna win this one, man. We're not, we're not even dead yet. Well, when we went to go tool up, there's this moment we're going around. We're having this terrible luck finding firearms, and suddenly one of us goes, "Say, I couldn't help but notice that you're all sold out of firearms." Did some, did some World War One veterans come by and say, yes, in fact, they did. They're like, oh, shit, they brought out all the, oh, my no, God. That's, it's got to be a John Crow scenario because they're always so fucking well organized. Yeah, the bad guys have their shit together. Oh, my God. Yeah, Realm of Shadows was, like, when we, when endlessly we, getting fucked. Like, <laughs> they got their shit so together. Yeah. It's like, We're going to go here. The ghoul cult is here. We're going to go there. The ghoul cult is there. <laughs> like, and they're there. The ghoul cult's like, we were wondering when you were going to arrive. <laughs> when, when Blair pulls back the back of the truck, having decided, I'm just going to get in the back of the truck, and then I'll, why? So you can be dinner? I mean, right. I'm going to get in the back. I'll, they'll take me to their base, and then we'll know where their base is. Right? That's how that'll work. Oh, that's he had, classic. He had already been lured into the crypt under the uh, castle we were excavating by, you know, heard screams. We go down to find the NPCs screaming, and Blair's like, you know, Who's down there? Hello? And somebody answers back in medieval Occitan, you know, <laughs> come closer. And so Blair starts coming down the stairs. And then, he, and then he hears, you know, like, send more cops. And, and then I say, Chris, like, make a listen roll. And he does. Did you, how's your roll? I credit it. Okay. You hear somebody else whispering in Occitan. I can't believe he fell for <laughs> And he stops and runs back up the stairs and it's just, it just hemorrhages zombie tempers all over us. Well, he pulls back the back of that canvas, the canvas slack on the truck to get in and what he immediately sees is two guys tied up on the floor of the truck. The truck is completely filled with rifles and ammo. It looks like John Crow's room. And it just guns everywhere and there's two zombie templars in the back and they look at Blair and he looks at them and they go, you. <laughs> I was like, just like, you again? Really? We can't get rid of you? Oh my god. Um, but uh, always make the critters do shit that's unexpected so that it doesn't matter what this fucking stat block says. Yeah. Um, you always give it to, the, you, if it goes off the, to, the, to the, what you've grown to expect from that critter, it will absolutely gobsmack your players. 
Yeah, I play, um, I just got my wife and her friend to start playing with me, and it's been honestly so refreshing beyond the people who are like, oh, this is a deep one, oh, this is a, a bio key or whatever. Um, I hit them with, uh, I'm running Ladybug Ladybug from uh, the Saiji and Fox scenario book, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm running it at Delta Green. So there's a, it's a basically like a Nero Lothotep thing, doing the Passover Angel. It's the cults trying to recreate the Passover. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did character creation and listed their bonds. It says you have a brother. Is your brother older than you or not? Is this the, so he's the firstborn son. And they're like, oh, yeah, why do you ask? Oh, no. my wife's friend. And I asked my wife, I said, um, I noticed you don't have any siblings on your bonds. She said, yeah. Oh, so you're an only child. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So they, that realization hit them, and they said, oh, fuck you, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> some Old Testament scary shit. Yeah. yeah. There's some, there's some yeah. truly ghastly yeah. shit in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, he, he seriously had a grudge, thank God. That guy was so <laughs> really short fuse. Short. Yeah, yeah. No, he was fucked up. He was, like, he was probably a really fucked up teenager. <laughs> seriously. But he don't send you to hell. Old yeah. Testament God never sent you to hell. He just, he, he one and done. <laughs> some some bears show up and kill all the kids in town yeah. who who taunted the prophet or whatever it was. I don't remember which one bears. it is. There's, bears and donkeys and yeah, there's and a lot of lions. Lion, the bald guy, the bald guy with the lions. Is, That's right. Yes, yeah. no, it was, it was bears. Uh, what I remember about the bald guy was, and I don't remember which prophet is that again murders every child in town because they somebody called him bald. He was he was a Delta Green character for sure. <laughs> Old school moss covered area. Yeah. <laughs> well, I found this this wooden carved two black thing that I can use at any time. It'll make it'll make being a Delta Green agent easier, right? <laughs> yeah. like, Summon bears. Cultists. And Max, you should tell them about moss covered. I don't know if they're okay. aware. Oh, God. It abs- it's so... It's don't so, don't, don't, don't ask me to explain the goddamn... Well, it's so fucking okay. bad. You've got so, to so, so, Moss Covered Arrowhead is uh, a group of cavemen who discover that <laughs> oh, there's God. all kinds of bad things <laughs> in the Paleolithic. Their foes, uh, Leopard Grug with Rust Covered Arrowhead, try to weaponize the bad <laughs> magic, and they have to club them. <laughs> and this and this is this is based it's based on like a meme, but um, but but everyone everyone who plays it says th- that it's you know like like they they have fun and it's so fun. and and it's so, so and so I went back and I wrote a scenario for it where like you know there's there's someone teaching people about agriculture and what do you know it's the great mother which is fine because canonically in Delta Green uh, flint tools are taught to us by Nerlathotep yeah. according to iconoclasts big spoilers. Yeah. Big so for the origin of Flint tools, folks. There's a, <laughs> David Mana wrote this scenario. Then um, I know what you're talking about. It's the caveman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's it called the city? I think it's called the city where, where your caveman living in caves, and you encounter a pre-human city, and then the keeper has to describe what a city is to guys who live in caves. Right. right. It's <laughs> like a it's like a tall cave. But, yeah. but, yeah. but, but what I was into, it's like a tree cave. What we yeah. were talking about doing was was uh, tree. 
if you will. The train. Yeah. You <laughs> you've got your future perfect scenario where where you can go in the time portal and get sent yeah. back in time. I was thinking you do that as the iconoclast style intro to Moss Covered Arrowhead. So you're the group of Delta Ravens <laughs> that get sent back in time with the shotguns, and then you're Moss Covered Arrowhead. And it's like, oh, the Grug, grug have have club that shoot many many rock. <laughs> West, we got to destroy the bad spirit. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I, I, remember, that, I, I remember reading that to be Mana thing and thinking. That's fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a dude on my Discord who, the guy um, decided to, like, if, if I'm going to die in, in, you know, in, in uh, people play Pitchy Perfect, and he said, if I'm going to die in, like, you know, the caveman times, I'm going to go dinosaur hunting, because right. I've got a shotgun with me. Right. And, right. you know, I'm going to, it's going to be hardcore. <laughs> well, I mean, one of the things that I loved about um, Artifact Zero is doing all the research on what would happen to you yeah. artifacts. Yeah. Uh, in, you know, in, in the ground, and he's smearing a titanium watch across, you know. Yeah, because uh, it gets ground. Yeah, I mean, but it basically becomes this kind of screwed up. Smear of metal. Yeah. But yeah. it's this process. I love of, looking at stuff like that in, in prehistory and figuring all that stuff out. I'm, I'm obsessed with erratics. And, and it's good because one of the one of the things is that people say that like oh it's it's hard to play an archaeologist because it's right. sometimes hard to make that useful in a scenario. But we have stuff like that where right. it's it's old old stone and old artifacts then. That's that character's moment to shine, right. and it makes it makes it work more. Well, I mean, one, one of the really another key cool moment was when we were playtesting Future Perfect, and they busted in to they did the raid on the facility, and mm-hmm. thought you know looking for illegal biological samples, so they thought a company was cloning or something, and it's all fucking little dead dinosaurs in <laughs> <laughs> formaldehyde, and they're nice. just like, wait a minute, what? Like you know, what do we do with this? Like we have six hundred <laughs> samples of. You know, tiny little egg-eating dinosaurs from Eldar. And they've got yeah. the they got the elder thing in the jar. Yeah, yeah, it was they, great. They yeah. just caught it live. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, yeah, really upset a lot. This of doesn't really help us, does it? <laughs> yeah. I don't see uh, any of this helps us. There's a it's lot just, of that. In it's Green. just more problems, basically, is what you discovered. <laughs> you discovered a room full of problems. Congratulations. <laughs> How many? Sixty. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Repeat yeah. at it. We're gonna we're gonna need a bigger green box. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's funny. All right, uh, are we winding down? I think we. We've been gone for ninety minutes. Yeah. It's yeah. Pretty good. Any, any parting shots from the Delta Green folks? Anything you want to get out there? Aside from any other Kickstarters you want to promote, or people um, from the old end days who need to get what's coming to them? <laughs> <laughs> They've all been dealt. Distributors. <laughs> No, I think all I think all accounts have been settled. Yeah, you can't see it, but Dennis has a list. He's looking at it. He just crossed a name off. <laughs> <laughs> that Eric guy. Well, uh, I want to I say a little bit last year. Thanks for let us. Or yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, this is oh, no, fun. Yeah, right. it's good to see you guys again. All right, Bye, folks. Yeah. Adios. Bye-bye.